This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy! The Berman Method Podcast, where we're focused on treating problems and not symptoms. Dr. Jake Berman here with my beautiful bride. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. And our sit-in co-host. Vera K. Berman. Vera K. Berman! (laughs) She's just hanging out. Hanging out. Hopefully she doesn't make too much noise. She's participating well at the moment, so let's see how long the good luck keeps going. She's getting more alert. She's getting way more alert. Becoming more alert, I should say. Yes. More awake time. Way more awake time, not just at night. Yeah, I was going to say, not more sleep time at night, but more awake time during the day. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Yes. We had a couple nights of some five-hour stretches, which was really nice. That was really odd. And then it went back to four last night. So, (laughs) Yep. Not so bad. Okay. So we are back. It's been a whole week, but we are back. (laughs) The Berman Method Podcast, focused on treating problems and not symptoms. David against Goliath. We don't believe the corporate medical system has your best interests in mind, so we're being as boisterous as we possibly can to say there is another way. Question your providers, even if it's us, even if we're your providers, question us. And if we can't provide you with an answer that makes sense to you, then keep asking or go somewhere else. Seek out an answer that makes sense to you. Don't just accept the answer that you're given from your primary care physician because they're the doctor. They know best. Maybe not. Maybe there's another answer. And they may not know best, uh, not for any reason other than they're just not digging deep enough for you specifically because they are being dictated by insurance by what they can test and cannot test. And so... That's where we come in, being in the functional medicine world that I'm in as far as wellness and nutrition goes, but that you're also in for physical therapy is we're able to actually evaluate what the patient needs completely. So let's look deeper into the body. Let's look from the inside out. Let's look at more blood testing, more lab testing. Let's get a little bit more functional with it. In your world, let's look head to toe. Let's look at your feet when you come in saying your back hurts, or let's look at your knee when you're telling me your hip hurts. Let's look outside of your symptoms to really try to figure out what's going on for your body specifically. And we have the ability to do that because we're not dictated by time or reimbursement or insurance. Because we are 100% out of network. We don't take your shitty, crappy insurance. We don't. And that's why we can do everything that we need to do. No more, no less. It's as simple as that. Everybody, not everybody. There's so many people that think that just because they pay a ridiculous amount of money every single year for insurance, that their health care should be covered by it. 
Not really. Right. You right. really do get what you pay for. And once you really understand the difference, then it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's so clear as day. I mean, I would say 99.9% of our clients, when questioned at the very end of their treatment, now do you see why we don't take insurance? Now do you see the difference? They all say yes. There's always that small, tiny percentage of people that are just PIAs. That's called, it's called a pain in the ass for you guys that don't know. However, the vast majority of our clients, they get it. It's like, this is why I'm paying out of pocket because I am paying for something that is a much better service for me and, and it's an investment in my healthcare. It absolutely is an investment to your healthcare, but we also have clients tell us every single day, why has no one looked at this before? Why has no one found this before? Why haven't these blood tests been done before? Why has no one ever looked at my hips when I'm telling them my back is hurting? So we get it every single day of why? Why didn't this get better five years ago with the the doctor I was seeing five years ago? And it just, again, is having the ability, the time, the knowledge, and the option to investigate a little bit further for your body. Yes. And it is investment to your health. I had somebody just yesterday on a Sunday email me and say she may cancel her consultation this week because she thinks she wants to go to an in-network provider for nutrition therapy. And my response is, go, go try it. Go see what you can find out with insurance, nutrition counseling, or dietetic help, but it's not going to be the specifics of looking at your body, evaluating the 13 to 16 different labs that we do on a regular basis, uh, having the weekly accountability meetings with a nutritionist or a registered dietitian, having the medical team to follow up with you every day of the week or every week of the month to see how you're progressing. I mean, you're not going to get the quality of care or the in-depth knowledge from a nutrition-based standpoint with an in-network provider. The analogy is we've got guys, everybody listening, we actually do have a topic that we're going to get to today. Yeah. <laughs> However, I want to run with this just a couple of more minutes because one of the analogies that I use most commonly is hotels and car dealerships or cars. So everybody knows that there is a massive, massive difference in your experience between going to a Ritz-Carlton or a Holiday Inn Express. Most of the people that are listening who have actually gone to a Ritz-Carlton and a Holiday Inn Express will say, yeah, that's a no-brainer. I get it. However, if you look at it apples to apples, they both are just beds. You're paying for a bed, right? That's what most people think. I'm just paying for a place to sleep, but you're not. You're paying for an experience. They both are just beds, but it's a completely different experience when you go to the Ritz-Carlton. You go to the valet or you, you show up to the front and the valets are out there. They take your, your keys and you walk in. And as soon as you walk to the front desk, the front desk greets you by name. And it's like, how did you know what my name is? Well, obviously, the trick is the valet radioed it in saying, hey, Mr. Berman's about to walk in wearing a black shirt. So that's how they knew what my name was. However, it's that experience that you're paying for versus the Holiday Inn Express. You don't get that. Same thing with cars. 
you can go buy a brand new car right now for 20, 25 grand. Or you could go buy a brand new car for 200 grand. They're both just vehicles to get you from point A to point B. They're both brand new and they're both just vehicles to get you from point A to point B. The 20 to 25 grand, they're like Kias or Hondas. They're nice cars, they're brand new. But the 200 grand, I don't know, what is it? what's a 200 grand car? I don't even know. I'm not a car guy. Mm-hmm. Maserati. Maserati, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Benz, mm-hmm. Mercedes Benz, something like that, whatever. I'm sure you guys are laughing at us right now. We're not, <laughs> I'm not car, we're not car people. No. <laughs> so we don't get it. But it's a completely different experience. You walk into a Mercedes showroom and it smells good. There's a buffet over there from what I've heard, (laughs) Mm -hmm. from what I've heard, not just some stale, smelly coffee that's been on the burner for three days over at the Hyundai dealership. So it's just a completely different experience. And that's the same thing with us. Yeah, it's physical therapy. Okay, yeah, you can go to the cookie cutters R Us and they'll take your crappy insurance. And that's exactly what you're going to get for care. Or you come to us and you come out of your pocket and you spend some money with us and it's going to be a completely different experience. Right, right. The family-based environment, the accountability, the continued follow-up, the check-ins, but also the quality of care you're getting, looking into your body specifically, diving deep into you. So... Yeah, now that we're 10 minutes into this thing, do you want to get to the topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is hunger and cravings from a nutritional standpoint, nutrition-based medicine. So in our practice, we focus on nutrition. We focus on wellness and figuring out, again, what's going on with your body specifically, depending on what your goals are as far as autoimmune disease, weight loss, muscle toning, gut health migraines, etc. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the weight management aspect, the hunger and the craving aspect of the nutrition-based medicine that we do. So just yesterday, I was all day, I kept telling Jake, I am just snacking all day. I'm ravenous. I'm hungry. I'm craving. And I stopped myself and I said, okay, what are the top three reasons why this is happening today? Why am I hungry today? Why am I craving today? Why can I not get this under control today? And what do I need to do to reset myself? And it is possible to to reset and to get this back under control very quickly if you know the top three things that you should do. So that's where we're going to start today. Step number one, if you are craving sugar, carbohydrates, salty, crunchy, sweets, or just hungry in general, my first tip for you is to make sure that you are getting enough protein in your diet. So majority of Americans are protein deficient. They don't consume enough protein on their day-to-day basis and lean protein that is. So doesn't have to be animal-based, doesn't have to be chicken or ground turkey. It could be a plant-based option, but we need to be focusing on enough adequate lean protein in our diet. Now I'm going to throw out some numbers, but this is very generally speaking. And of course, if you have questions about this specifically for yourself, you need to ask. But generally speaking, 
a female should be obtaining between 100 to 120 grams of protein a day, which is a lot. And you're like, how in the world can I eat that much protein? That's what we help in is figuring that out. And generally speaking, a male will be around 140 grams of protein. Now, of course, if you're a younger male or female and you're exercising, these numbers are probably even higher. But that's the general range that majority of the females and majority of the males will try to want to reach. The other factor that goes into protein is if your carbohydrates are higher than your protein, so the total carbohydrates you're intaking for the day are higher than the amount of protein that you're intaking for the day, you will probably crave more and you will probably be more hungry. So in America, where it's very common here that we are a carb-heavy population and a protein-deficient population, which is what kind of leads, not kind of, does lead the higher risk factors of insulin resistance and diabetes. That was only step number one. <laughs> that was step number one. <laughs> we got a bunch of steps. I just wanted, I didn't tell you this. However, I was doing the cravings too. So you were at an event yesterday and I ate lunch. Stella went to take a nap and then it took me a while to get Vera to finally pass out. And then once she finally did, I was like, man, I'm freaking starving. And I had just eaten lunch an hour ago, but it was a soup and uh, some extra chicken in there. And our, my breakfast wasn't that great either because it was full of cheese and I should have ordered it without cheese. I got this omelet that was just cheese heavy. So I didn't really eat a lot of it. However, I did eat my potato cakes. Mm -hmm. And then when I was craving, I went in and I got that bag of skinny pop popcorn, skinny pop popcorn. And I just destroyed it. Absolutely destroyed it. My sister left a bag of skinny pop here. We would have, <laughs> we'd never have things like that in our house. And she left it here. At least it's skinny. Yeah. Well, the bag is no longer here. <laughs> it is now in waste management. Uh. <laughs> so I killed that yesterday. But it's a perfect example because I didn't have the proper balance to start my day off with breakfast. And I didn't have the proper balance with my lunch either. So an hour and a half later, I was like, okay, give me something. <laughs> well, and it comes down to on Saturday, we went out boating on Saturday and we our plans had kind of changed while we were out and we didn't eat enough protein on Saturday either. Yeah, that 100%. was 100%. We didn't eat enough protein. We didn't drink enough water. You know, we drank our normal amount of water, but we didn't drink enough for being out in the sun all day and being protein deficient. So yesterday's impacts of the cravings were really, yes, it partly was impacted by your breakfast yesterday, but majority of it was coming from the fact that we didn't consume enough protein fiber, which is going to be the next thing, and water, which is going to be the next thing I'm going to talk about on Saturday. So if you're craving, you know, this is all to say, if you're craving one day, it's likely not what's happening that day. It's the impacts of what has happened the couple days before. So let's go into number two then. Number two. My second tip, because I've already commented on it. I've already commented on both numbers two and three, but I'm going to get a little bit more in depth about them. My second tip, if you're craving carbohydrate, sugar, 
salty, crunchy, or if you're just generally hungry and feel like you can't get satisfied, you're probably not getting enough fiber in your diet. And by fiber, I mean cooked vegetables. And again, that was a problem with us yesterday. I had an event yesterday. And so for lunch, I had a protein shake, which essentially had no no vegetables in it. And the day before when we were out in the boat, I threw some lettuce in our sandwiches, but that was really the only fiber we had on Saturday. We didn't have any cooked veggies. We had some carrots and and cucumbers out in the boat as well, but no cooked veggies. And everyone will ask, well, why cooked? Why, why not? What's wrong with raw? Raw veggies are great. They're uh, something that you can snack on throughout the day and not provide a lot of caloric intake. But raw vegetables are what we call non-soluble fiber. So the body doesn't absorb them as well. It really just helps to keep your bowels moving and to give you something to crunch on. Whereas cooked veggies are a soluble fiber that your body actually absorbs and utilizes to lower cholesterol values, to help with satiety or hunger levels, to help with keeping the blood sugar stable. And that's one of the most important keys right there. So if you're lacking cooked vegetables, in your diet, you're likely going to be hungrier and crave more throughout the day. And again, this comes down to the cooked veggies helping to stabilize blood sugar, which is also what the amount of protein in your diet that we talked about in step number one does as well. Okay. Well, I did have one piece of cucumber on Saturday. One? One. Yeah. And at least, you know, when we ended up eating out for dinner out on the boat. I got a salad, but again, it was raw veggies. I got and French fries. You did not get any veggies. <laughs> so, And we didn't even have any veggies at breakfast that day, which I normally am pretty good about throwing some veggies into our breakfast when I cook at home on Saturdays. Man, what a complete fail it this was. weekend was. Yeah. But it shows, you know, that yesterday was very, we were both very impacted by that. I will generally recommend to our clients that they are getting cooked veggies twice a day. So at least lunch and dinner or breakfast and dinner, but twice a day getting some cooked vegetables. And it truly shows when we don't get it. You know, even thinking back a little bit more, Friday night. Oh, don't even go there. We didn't get any cooked veggies either Friday night because of where we were. So it, but this is just showing that there are, it's a true impact. So wait, there there was a tomato on my burger Friday. Oh, good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Tip you know, number three. It's interesting because the place we were at Friday, I actually asked for veggies and they didn't have any. Like celery, carrots, tomato, lettuce were, were the only vegetables they had. Isn't that wild? No, they're raking it in. So <laughs> why would you add something to it if it's not gonna be profitable? Yeah. So, all right. Tip number three, water, hydration, liquid. Everybody's least favorite. Water. Not drinking enough water. If you are dehydrated, dehydration actually decreases your metabolism by 30%, first of all. So that is a huge number that you will burn less calories and less fat if your body is dehydrated. That isn't really, I mean, that's important, but not really why I brought this up today as far as the hunger goes. But if you are dehydrated, you will definitely be more hungry. You will definitely have a higher hunger level because it affects the leptin and the ghrelin, which are the hunger and the satiety hormones within our body. 
I'm not going to get in depth about those, but this is to say that we need to really be pushing towards 100 to 128 ounces of water a day for a general individual, general population. I know people that just heard that are saying, I've got to pee just thinking about drinking that much water. It's true. And you will initially urinate more often when you start to increase your water intake. However, your body does adjust to it. Your bladder gets used to it. The body gets used to it. Not just that the bladder gets used to it, but your body starts actually utilizing the water intake and absorbing more so that you're not then expending more or urinating more frequently. So your body will adjust to drinking more. You slowly increase the amount that you're drinking. The other thing that really helps with being able to drink more fluid throughout the day is putting a straw in your cup. And you didn't used to believe me about that, but now you do. Yeah, it's so true. The straw really does make it. And then icing on the cake is actually being intentional with the straw when you go to drink something, not just taking a sip. However, every time you put the straw in your mouth, you're going, okay, let's let's do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten serious chugs and put some water away. And the thing that everybody should really understand is if you're drinking so many people, I would say at least eight out of 10 people that I ask of my clients, I say, how much water do you drink? Their answer is always the same. Eight out of 10 people say, I drink Not a enough. lot. <laughs> oh. No, they okay. say I drink a lot. Okay. And then I say, okay, how much do you actually drink? And they'll say at least four or five glasses a day. And I'm like, what? Right which is less than half of what you should be consuming. That's that's way less than half of what you should be consuming. And the reality is that if they were to go and double it today, they'd be going to the bathroom every five minutes and they wouldn't do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You just have to understand that you're going to be doing that. It takes about a week, right? So double the water, get in 100 ounces a day. You're going to be peeing every five minutes. A week later, you're not going to be. And you're going to be much more awake, much more alert. Your hunger is going to be completely different. That's the other thing. You know, that's, water is a huge thing for fatigue. If you are feeling fatigue majority of the day and you're, you know, sleeping the way you should be, you're getting in bed and getting eight or 10 hours of sleep, maybe not quality sleep, but at least eight to 10 hours, and you're still feeling tired, you're probably dehydrated. If you're having brain fog, you're probably dehydrated or not getting enough protein. So all these three factors I'm talking about today are really, really important for hunger and cravings. However, they also play into our brain function, our energy level, our blood sugar stability throughout the day. They are the really the top three tips for anything nutrition-based, but definitely when it comes to, to craving. Now, there is an asterisk there with water. Some individuals can't drink too much water because of kidney issues or heart issues or electrolyte deficiencies. So again, this is general, not for any individual specifically. And if you do have a question about yourself, I highly recommend asking. But working yourself up to 100 ounces of water a day and then continuing on towards that gallon of water a day for most individuals is going to be vital to your cellular function, your cellular recovery, your hunger, and your your appetite control. 
First thing we do every morning is drink 16 ounces of water. It gets 16 ounces out right out of the way and it's detoxifying. So it helps with re removing some free radicals or toxins in your body. So get up in the morning and start your day off. First thing you do, brush your teeth and then drink 16 ounces of, of room temperature water. I do it in the reverse order. Yeah. I drink the water, then I brush my teeth. I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. So, and that helps. And then as Jake mentioned, every other hour consuming a, a good amount of water. So eight to 16 ounces every other hour, and that will help you to get your water in. My last tip that I'll give as far as hydration goes. I thought I was going to say, is this tip number four? Because no. you said three. I said three. But as far as hydration goes, because the other thing I'll hear a lot is if I drink that much water, I'll be up all night. So front load your water. And that's something that we really focus on between the two of us is I will drink about 64 ounces, maybe 80 ounces by lunchtime. So then for the rest of the day, I have a lot less water to consume. And then we typically will cut our water and take off around 6.30 p.m. And so again, that's two to three hours before we go to bed at night, we're cutting our water and take off so that we can utilize the restroom in those two to three hours and then not have to get up as many times throughout the night. So 16 ounces of water first thing, front load your water, try to get 60% of your water for the day done by lunchtime, and then cut your water off three hours before you go to bed at night, and that will help. So that was a lot of information to help with hunger and cravings, but really pretty simple. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. It sounds like a lot, but it's really simple. Number one, get enough protein. And these are general numbers, 100 to 120 grams of protein a day for ladies, 140 grams a day for men. With less carbohydrates than that. General numbers. Yeah. Number two, get enough fiber, specifically cooked vegetables, fiber from cooked vegetables. Raw veggies are great. However, the body does not utilize them as efficiently as cooked vegetables. So cooked veggies for fiber is number two. And then number three is water. Everybody's favorite, right? Get in 100 ounces a day. These are general. If you've got kidney or heart issues, obviously consult with your primary care or Jenny, whatever. Make sure you're doing it safely. However, the vast majority of us do not have that excuse to use. So 100 to 128 ounces of water a day. Perfect. Try it. Let me know what you think. And then ask questions. Cool. All right. That was fun. Okay. Ciao for now. That's it. Ciao for now. Oh, have a great Monday. <laughs> ciao for now. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to the Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.